Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Movement Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone once again to the Lead Generation Lab podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I am Anthony Bermudez, your host here once again with Derek Carlson. What's happening? Anthony, it is so good to be back. Oh, he's back better than ever, man. And this is one of those topics that we have uh, off the mic. And it's always a discussion about the failure rate of agents. You know, yeah. why do you feel the industry in general, we have such a high turnover rate with, with agents and not succeeding in the in the field? Uh, Anthony, this is probably the biggest thing that I just bang my head against the wall over and over and over again. And, and the reason being is um, we do have a high failure rate in our industry. Uh, some statistics you've heard me talk about in past podcasts are things like 80%, 80% of the realtors that are currently in the industry will not be here five years from now. That's a statistic that's been run with. You can find the information on the uh, the National Association of Realtors website and so forth. Um, We also hear things like, um, I'll give you an example, out of the 15,600 realtors in Southwest Florida, half have not had a closed sale according to the multiple listing service, the MLS, in the last year. Half. So, So these are not my statistics. These are just statistics that are actually out there and i'm a a a firm believer of facts and stats because you know at the end of the day uh, i don't care how bad the information is um, at the end of the day if you if you discover these facts and stats i I really think that there's a responsibility to be able to figure out a way of how to fix that Mm -hmm. and i i make it a i've made it a passion of my life and one of the reasons why i started mvp realty was to create a platform that i felt would give an, uh, an opportunity for an agent not to have a failure, mm-hmm. any failure in their career. Um, so the, to answer your question, okay, because I, I wanted to start with that first. And again, there's no notes. I have no notes here. and We're not looking at a presentation. You and I just, this is as raw as it gets. So the question is, is why is there a high failure rate? Okay. In no particular order. Okay. I believe there are several things that um, is part of the industry problem and to be honest with you, uh, a lot to do with the actual person coming into the industry. Mm, okay? okay, so let's talk about what can be controlled versus what cannot be controlled. Uh, let's talk about the person that that's coming into the industry. You know, I believe the standards are very low to become a realtor to start. Uh, you got to go to real estate school for sixty three hours. Right. Then you have to get fingerprinted. <laughs> right, and then you have to pass the state exam. Um, the overall fees between the real estate school and the state exam, what, what's it, uh, 300 five, bucks, four, maybe five, 500, 500 bucks at, at most, right. $500 to start your own business with no inventory. You don't need to go rent office space, literally $500. So the entry fee to become a business owner is very, very low. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, prior to taking that 63 hour class, that person, that, that, that soon-to-be realtor, um, may have been a school teacher, a police officer. They may have worked as in a dentist's office. Mm-hmm. They may have been a server, right, or a bartender, right? Uh, there's so many other things that they may have done, but here's one thing they've never done, own their own business. 
and you and I have talked about this uh, in, in great length, I believe that one of the biggest problems that our industry faces is that these new business owners, after six to three hours and about 500 bucks, they come into the industry with an employee mindset, an employee mindset. And that is not how you're going to be successful in this industry or in any business. I don't care what business you decide that you want to get involved in. If you come into it with an employee mindset, you're going to be an you're going to be doomed from the get. Okay. And let me, what is an employee mindset? And I get, I know you have an opinion on this as well, but an employee mindset is not having the discipline to wake up, to get out of bed, to get dressed, show up and be ready to handle the day. An employee is told to be at work at 9am and they are told that they can leave at 5 p.m. They are told that they can have an hour lunch. Mm-hmm. When you own your own business, there's nobody telling you this. Right. So what happens is, is a lot of agents that they want that success. They want to make that hundred grand a year. But the problem being is they don't have a business mindset. So they quit their job. They come into the industry. And right off the bat, they're strolling out of bed at quarter to ten every day. Right. Right? There is no rhyme or reason. They, they're not treating themselves like a CEO, like a business owner. And again, how do you teach that? Yeah. The way that you teach that is number one, you expose it through podcasts and hopefully there's a lot lot of truthers out there like you and I exposing what to look out for. But I think that one of the ways that you can, I hate to say it, get rid of that employee mindset is to increase the entry fee of becoming a realtor. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Imagine if it was five grand and 200 hours of schooling that you had to go sure. to. Yeah. You're going to be a little bit more committed to saying this is a business right. versus 500 bucks. Right. Okay? It's going it's to filter all the people that really are not understanding the ramifications of being a business owner. Exactly. So I think that first and foremost is that employee mindset is really the, the number one reason why uh, an agent's going to fail within that five years. 80% of the agents are going to fail. Because, again, you don't have anybody telling you what to do, how to do it. You don't have anybody forcing you. You're an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to tell you to go to that training class. Right. right? Nobody's going to tell you to sit and study and read the sales contract so you are efficient at something like the sales contract before you meet the buyer. No, everything As an independent contract, nobody can legally tell you that it's mandatory to right, do these things. exactly. Because you'd be break, breaking the independent contractor laws in this country. So I think that first and foremost, you got to get rid of that employee mindset. When you become a realtor, now listen and listen close. If you choose, if you choose to get your real estate license, or if you have it right now and you're listening to this podcast, you are the CEO of yourself. You are the boss. If you're not happy where you are right now with your results... The only person you could blame is yourself, mm-hmm. period, okay? So with that said, how do, you, how do you become a CEO? Well, number one, I think that one of the ways that you can break that mold is get, a control, get control of your schedule. Get yourself up at 6 a.m. every day, get into the shower, and be behind your desk, behind your phone, behind your email, ready to work at 8 a.m., Okay, being ready to work, committed with a game plan. Number one. Number two, create a business plan. 
You need to go know how to get from point A to point B. Now, at the end of the day, how do you create a business plan? There's a lot of different tools out there that will help you create your plan based on your goals, okay? And if anybody that's listening, if you want a, a copy of, uh, of the business plan that I give to our agents, we actually did a podcast on business plans. That's right. Go, go listen to that, right. okay? I talk about the five buckets yep. that you're going to have to generate leads. Yep. How do you generate leads? How many leads do you need? Go listen to that previous podcast. You need a business plan. Every CEO, whether you're the CEO of Apple, the CEO of MVP Realty, the CEO of Remax, the uh, broker of uh, Century 21, every single business owner needs a business plan. If you don't have one, guess what? You've got an employee mentality, okay? <laughs> the third thing, the third thing, you decided to get your license. Well, you're going to churn and burn through your friends and family right when you get your license. Hey, I'm a realtor. You're not going to play secret agent because CEOs and business owners, they're always selling. They're not playing secret agent, so you're going to be out there, and I know you're going to be out there, talking to all your friends, family, and everybody uh, that's part of your sphere of influence. Okay, let's say you have 50 people that are part of your sphere of influence from day one. Well, if you're following up relentlessly, those are the best leads, by the way, Anthony. Nothing's going to beat. A Zillow lead can't compete with your friend. No. You need to treat your sphere of influence much better than any internet lead you ever get. I want to say that first. But- Here's the deal. Let's say you start out with a sphere of influence of 50 people. Well, here's the problem with that. If you follow up relentlessly, the average person lives in their home approximately seven years. Okay? Well, seven divides into 50 people. That means on January 1st every year, if you follow up relentlessly with your sphere of influence, you're gonna, you should sell seven homes this year. Right. Wrong. If that was the case, then why do we have half of our board, 15,600 agents, half of them not putting one property into contract? So you know they're not even following up relentlessly with the people that like them Mm -hmm. or know them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first thing that you need to improve is your skill set with your sphere of influence. But even if you did sell the seven homes a year out of the 50 people you know, that's not enough. That's not enough, especially if the broker's uh, diving into your pocket, taking a percentage of your commission. Mm -hmm. It's not enough. You need more leads, okay? Now, there's, uh, again, we've talked about this in the podcast many times. There's over 100-plus different ways to generate business. You might want to go after expired listings and FISBOs. You might want to farm a neighborhood. Maybe you don't have any marketing money. Maybe you want to go the Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, and YouTube route until you have marketing money. Maybe you want to buy leads from companies like Zillow, Realtor.com. Maybe you want to hire a company to generate leads like Real Geeks, Commissions, Inc., or Boomtown. At the end of the day, as a business owner, before you even meet your first client, when you're creating your business plan, you must figure out a way on how you are going to have calls and emails coming into your inbox with petite, with potential leads mm-hmm. that need to buy or sell a property. And because I'm telling you right now, do you think the 80% that's failing, do you think it's because they have too much business? <laughs> no. They have no business. No. So that's that's one of the biggest secrets. And I, what's, you know what really sucks, Anthony? This is what I, I freaking hate about our industry. You have all these big box brokerage firms 
running around, pounding their chest, saying, we're number one. We're number one. We've been around for 50 years. This is our 40th year anniversary, and we're number one. We've got 100,000 agents, right? Number one at what? Driving the damn bus off the cliff the last 50 years? You've had just your hands on the steering wheel of this industry, and we have an 80% failure rate? Shame on you. Right, right. Shame on you. You're not teaching your agent shit. Yeah. Step up your game, right? Teach them how to generate leads. Teach them how to fill out the contracts. And you know what? Give them the majority of the commission. Yeah. They're doing all the work, right? And, and to be honest with you, that's why these 100% commission companies... Oh, I'm fired up, Anthony. Yeah, I'm fired up. These 100% commission companies like MVP Realty, right, in just five years, right, has 700-plus agents. In the last 18 months, we're doing $1.8 billion in real estate transactions, crushing the competition, mm-hmm. crushing it. And it's because we're, we're, we've realized that the agent needs their money. You know what? I'm not going to take 30% plus a 6% royalty fee, mm-hmm. when you hear that half of the agents at the real estate board haven't closed a deal in the last year, when you hear 80% are failing, mm-hmm. I can't take a nickel from the agents. Mm-hmm. It's already hard enough, right? So I think the the, the big thing is leads. I kind of ranted into the 100% commission model. Listen, you can't be at, unless the broker or the team leader is providing you leads and services to explode your business, you can't be giving them 50% of your money, 30% plus a 6% royalty fee, because you could be using that money and buying leads from Commissions, Inc. You could be using that money and, and putting it towards a Google AdWords campaign or a Facebook ads campaign. And so again, leads, you gotta figure out the lead sources, okay? What else? Why is there a high failure rate? Mindset. Mindset. So I already told you that you need to be uh, thinking like a CEO, not an employee. Mindset. It is hard to wake up every single morning with no guarantee in life. Mm-hmm. When you have an employee mentality, has there ever been, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to answer the question for myself, but I'm going to answer the question for you. Has there ever been a time when you were at a salary position or an hourly position that you went out the night before hard. You went went to a party. Mm-hmm. There was a Super Bowl. And you went in the next day because you got home at 4 in the morning. And somehow still managed to get through the day. Absolutely. And maybe you were a little hungover. Maybe a little bit drunk. Yeah. A little, little, feeling a little tipsy still. Has that ever happened? 100%. Okay, I've done it too. When, when I was in a, a job position. Did you still get paid that day? Absolutely. Well, guess what? If you're the CEO of the company. And you decide to just not be focused that day, not make those calls, not generate leads, not follow up with your sphere of influence. Guess what? You don't get paid. Mm -hmm. There is no check at the end of that day. Mm -hmm. There is no work shift and at the end of the week to get a paycheck. So I think that you have to have the mindset that every single morning that you wake up, every morning, you start the day off at zero. And listen... At 5 o'clock hits, 6 o'clock hits, from that time that you start working till at 8 in the morning to 5 o'clock at night, 80% of your mindset has to be on one thing. How can I produce a buyer or a seller today? 
how can I create a situation where it's an income producing activity? And listen, it's pretty easy. There's only three of them. Number one, generating leads. Number two, showing property to a buyer. Number three, going on a listing appointment. That's it. 80% of your day from the time you wake up to the time you quit work for the day, not work, running your business for the day, you need to focus on solely income-producing activities. Here's what happens. Agents work a full eight-hour day, nine-hour day, and then I and their dog tied like Derek. Oh, rough day. I'm like, so what did you do today? Well, at you saw me at your training at nine o'clock this morning, didn't you? Didn't you? Yep. Well, after that training, I had to go to lunch with one of my girlfriends. Okay. Then I had to drop off a key box at one of my listings. <laughs> okay. Traffic was busy that day. Okay. Then I went to a broker's open house at two o'clock. Okay. Then I went to a networking event at the board. Okay. You worked eight hours. You just showed me you you, you left the house at eight o'clock this right. morning. They didn't do one damn thing that was an income producing activity. And then they what happens is they do that four times out of the week. Where's the business? Yeah. Where's the leads? Where's the listing appointments? Are you writing any contracts? No. You're spending more time playing realtor than to actually be a realtor, a producing, income-earning business owner. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, what? how many hours would you say somebody needs to spend on income-producing activities throughout the week? 80 hours, 80, 80% of your time 80%. per day. So if you're working an eight-hour day, 6.4% or four hours. Okay, six and a half hours needs to be on income-producing right. activities. The other hour and a half can be on the minutia. Gotcha. Right? Calling home inspectors. There you go. Okay. Right? Drop, dropping off key boxes. Right. Networking events. Mm-hmm. But literally, the majority of your day needs a. You have to have a buyer in your car, be on a listing appointment, or trying to generate leads, calling expired listings, knocking on FISBOs, 80% of your day. You do that, I promise you. This is my promise to you. If you flip the script on your mindset and focus 80% of your day, Monday through Friday, I don't even want you to work the weekends. Right. Spend it with your family. Monday through Friday, if you give me 80% of your day and you focus on those three things, having a buyer in your car showing property, going on listing appointments, or lead generation, okay, which also includes following up with your leads. Fair enough? Absolutely, yeah. Those three income-producing activities, I promise you, you will make more money than you've ever could imagine in this industry. Yeah. Okay? So mindset. Now, let's get back to a little bit more mindset. This industry, deals are going to fall apart. That buyer that you're working with is going to stab you in the back and go to the builder directly, even though you showed him property for six months, and go direct to the builder where you're out eighteen grand for a commission. I know because this happened to me. But here's the thing. As the CEO and business owner, you need to somehow take that adversity, dust it off, and get right back up. This industry will knock you to your core because of things that are out of your control. I've never seen anything like it, Anthony. I could show a buyer property for six months. We go into contract. They're happy. They're approved for financing. The appraisal came back. Boy, it was the cleanest home inspection ever. But then two nights before closing, the buyer went to rooms to go, 
and put a credit card on file of eight grand worth of furniture. The day of closing, they're no longer qualified for that loan. <laughs> Anthony, I did my job. Why am I not getting paid? Jeez, uh, you know, it's one of those deals, Derek, that that's, that's the mindset that a lot of people don't understand with sales is that you're going to have a lot of things, so many variables that are going to just happen. And you can't do anything about it. It's like no, you know, it's so what, your job. So what happens is we did our job. We don't get paid. That sucks. But here's the deal. That's reality. And that's not just in the real estate industry. Somebody goes to a restaurant. And I own the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And one of my servers drops a $65 steak on the floor by accident. Exactly. Do you? What do you do? Nothing. You cry over it? Do you shut down the restaurant for that night? No. You get up. Say, that's okay. We're going to take our licks. We're going to take it for what it is, adversity, and we're going to handle it. I see so many agents, so many agents that are struggling in the industry let one comment, one form of rejection, a deal they lose, okay? Something happens that's bad. I'm not discounting that it's bad. It's bad. But you can't let it affect the other right. 364 days. Right. Heck, you can't even let it affect... That afternoon. Right. I, I was going to say that. I think that one of the biggest issues, too, just piggybacking on that, is that rejection is something that's not accepted very well within the industry. It's because you have an employee mentality. Right. And I'm serious. I, I mean, rejection is part of the game. I'm going to tell you a wild stat. Let's say I call expired listings, okay? Let's say that every day I call expired listings, and I call 20 a day, okay? Monday through Friday. So that's five days times 20. So every week, I call 100 expired listings. Well, there's 52 weeks in a year. Mm -hmm. So at the end of one year, at the end of one year, I, I've called 5,200 expired listings. Check this math out. Even if I was told no, go to hell, I hate realtors, 99% of the time, mm -hmm. they told me to go F myself. Right. And they hate realtors 99% of the time I got rejected. Even if I only captured 1%, 1% of 5,200 is 52 listings. And Naples, the average closed sales, what, nine grand a nine check? Grand, yeah. That's 450 grand a year, more than an NFL football player that puts their body in the line to go to be told 99% of the time to go F myself. Yeah. Cha-ching, I'll take that game all day of the week. Right. So get over rejection. Get over it, right? You can't control how somebody else is going to feel. Mm -hmm. All you can do is generate those leads, answer, follow up relentlessly, show your value, convince them that you are the best realtor for their need, and that's it. Yeah. If they don't like you after that, you know what? It's their loss. Move on to the next person. Call the other 98 people on the list, right? right? And again, rejection's part of it, okay? <clears throat> Another reason why agents fail, their schedule. Their schedule. We talked about 80% of your day should be on income producing activities. There is a pattern I see in top producers versus the agents that are not top producers, the agents that end up failing after five years. It's their schedule, by far. The top producers have a, have a, a daily system. They wake up at the same time. They, they work out in the morning, whatever it is. They do meditation. They watch motivational videos. They prepare themselves mm. for the day. Okay. At 8 o'clock every day to about 11, 12, they're doing prospecting, 
Lead generation on Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace lead generation. Call and expired listings. Call and Fizbos. They are focused from 8 to 12, 9 to 12 every day, Monday through Friday, on building their business. What does that mean? That means the sign on the door says, do not disturb. That means they don't check emails. They don't check text. They don't check their phone. They are focused during those hours on income-producing activities, okay? So what does that mean? That means that you have to have the courage to say when somebody says to you, hey, can you come over for a listing appointment at 9.30 or 10 tomorrow? I uh, know I'm already, I already have an appointment booked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with yourself. I can meet you at 1 o'clock or 2. How does that work for right. you? You need to control your schedule. The biggest problem that I see is that agents are not controlling their schedule, and the second the buyer or seller says jump, we say how high. I'm going to tell you right now, I could open my email every day, and there's a fire that needs to be put out, especially if you're doing any transactions. So what happens is instead of prospecting at 9 a.m., you check your email. It's from the title company about some closing that's going to happen a week later, and you spend working on that for an hour. Well, guess what? You just took yourself further away from the business, okay? Last thing, and this all goes gets tied into thinking like an, a, a CEO and a boss versus an employee. Watch what you do with your money. Watch what you do with your money. A lot of uh, agents come into the industry, they don't know how to manage their money, Okay. And I'm going to tell you from personal experience, it is nice getting a $20,000 check. You go out and spend it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you, you go in and uh, that's the one thing about the real estate market. And when you're doing sales is that you're getting these big paychecks, you're getting these big payouts and you're looking at it and saying, wow, this is the biggest paycheck I've ever gotten in my life. Anthony, you know the problem with spending twenty grand when you get it? You feel good. <laughs> But now the IRS, uh, eight months later, is looking for their 20%. That's right. Oh, wait a minute. You should have put 20% towards a marketing budget, too. So what happens is, is that employee mentality of it's my money. No, you're a business owner. Why would you take all the money out of your business? Right? Why would you put yourself into a situation where a year from now you are getting your wages garnished by the IRS? Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not worth it. Okay, manage your money. So here's what I would do. Every check, I call it the five buckets. I don't care if you get a $200 rental check. I don't care if you get a $10,000 commission. 20% off the top goes right into a bank account called the IRS, taxes. Another 20% of whatever that check is goes into another budget or another account at your bank called marketing. 40% is what you live on. 10% is fund money. 10% 10% for savings. That's it. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, that's a pretty good, interesting pie chart there that you have because I think people, these are the things that people don't understand when they get into the mindset of working for themselves. It's like they don't understand the taxes. They don't understand the self-discipline that you yes. need. Yes, and I got to tell you, worst experience, like worst feeling for somebody else, not even me because it's not my career, it's theirs. Um, I had an agent come to me. She was a superstar, top agent. The year before she made over $100,000, so let's use hundred grand. She told me the following. She went through a little bit of a dry spot. She says, I'm not selling nothing. I said, well, she says, I owe the IRS money. Okay. She says, Derek, uh, I'm not generating any leads. I said, 
Okay. How much does your marketing budget have in it? Mm. She made a hundred grand last year. There should have been twenty grand in that budget. Right. Nothing. I, I I didn't save any money for marketing. Jeez. Oh my God, man, that's just crazy. You know, it's crazy to think that you just people that again they make all this money. They're going to six-digit salaries, you know. Technically, I mean, you're making it. You're making it. You're, it, it, you're you successful. Know. Exactly. You're not the eighty percent. Right. Right. <laughs> and you have no marketing money, so basically, you're no different than the rookie realtor coming out of the sixty-three-hour class. But you've been in the game for eight years. Right. Stop it. It's crazy. It's crazy, Derek. And, you know, I think these are the things that people have to understand that at the end, the onus comes on you as a person, meaning that you have to understand what you're getting into because it's not about you working for somebody else anymore. If you get into the real estate business and sales, you're working for yourself yep. and you have to learn the rules of the game and everything that's going on. I agree. So here's my simple formula, Anthony. Education. Okay. Education is the key to anything. If you don't know how to learn uh, or understand Google Ads and, it, and something that you believe will help you generate leads, learn it. Facebook ads, YouTube, right? Expired listings, mm -hmm. all of it can be learned. You're not the pioneer on any of that stuff that has made a gazillion and bazillion dollars for a realtor. I'm sorry. Go to YouTube, go to Google, learn it, okay? And then number one. Number two, education without action is a waste of your time. Number two, if you're going to have the education, you got to have the action. What does action mean? Stop freaking calling expired listings. Yeah. Don't just read about doing it. Start posting YouTube videos and Google ads and Facebook ads. Action. You got to take action every day. Mm -hmm. Number three, patience. Right? 63 hours ago, you were a school teacher, a police officer, you worked at a restaurant, you were an accountant, and now you're doing something different. You're not going to learn this overnight, okay? I'm still learning after 20-some-odd years yeah. of the industry. You're not going to learn it overnight. Be patient to the process. I, I, I laugh. I see these young agents that primarily, they come into the industry after 63-hour real estate school, and they say, Derek, I'm going to be a top producer, and they look me in the eye. Trust me, I'm going to be on stage next year at your award ceremony, mm. and I'm going to be a top producer. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I believe them. I believe them. Two months later, they quit. Mm. How the hell do you look somebody in the eye and say that you're going to do this for the rest of your life and quit two months later? That's not how real estate or any business is done. Do you know it takes the average CEO like years to b go be beyond break even? And lots of failures. And, and lots of failures too. So you got to be patient to the process. You got to take that education. You got to take action. You got to try things. You got to work your freaking ass off, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing stop giving up, right? Because listen, there is no expiration date as long as you get up every day, show up every day, right? Take that educa education seriously, take action, right? And then you're patient to the process. I promise you, this is the best, the best industry in the world. It has changed lives. It, it's changed my lives. I see it every day. You know, you see a 1.8 billion in real estate transactions, and I remember that rookie agent exactly. that's buying that house in the, with their family. I remember that rookie agent that was had tears in their eyes saying they, they wanted to quit, but they didn't. They didn't, and they figured it out. Anthony, I apologize for this rant, but I, I had to do this because I'm sick and tired of the high failure rate 
in our real estate industry. Well said, Derek. And I think that's a very motivational podcast for all you folks out there struggling in the industry. And thank you, Derek, once again for your insightful and motivational take here on the Lead Generation Lab podcast, The Science of Real Estate Agent Marketing.